Mason Rogers was a scaredy cat and terrified of the old Karloff estate on Ravenwood Road. Nothing could make him walk down that street. Well, that's not entirely true. Tad Thompson could. Oh, Tad was the hottest hunk in town and lived next door to the old abandoned manor. Every morning, Thad was shirtless in his driveway, tinkering with his motorcycle. His muscles glistened, and his brows dripped with sweat as he tightened carburetors and tweaked timing rods. The sight of him working was just too yummy for Mason to pass up. Is this steamy stud worth Mason mustering the courage to walk past the most haunted house in the town this Halloween Eve? You bet it is. How about buying me a pumpkin spice latte this Halloween? I've got a button in the description for you to click on. Tossing a few coins to this witch would be hugely appreciated. And help me make more steamy stories episodes for you. I've got a link to buy me a coffee in the description of this episode. Or you can also find a link on the website steamystoriespodcast.com. Come on, do it. I don't bite at first. 18-year-old Mason was stoic, handsome, and imposing for a high school senior. Because of his size, nobody dared cross him at school. His short, dark hair and big brown eyes made him impossible to miss. But though Mason had muscular arms and a broad chest... He was a sweet, kind, and innocent young man underneath his commanding exterior. Mason had a lot of friends and even more admirers. He was comfortable with his sexuality and was often offered a free sample of the other side from the popular girls in his class. Mason always chuckled, finding it flattering and sweet that they wanted to hook up with him, but he wasn't interested in them in the least. Mason was a strict six on the Kinsey scale and a proud gold star gay. Several guys in school shamelessly flirted with him daily, but none of them interested Mason either. There was only one man in town that he lusted after. Thad was the school's badass. He wasn't a bully, he was too cool for that. Like a young Jensen Ackles from the show Supernatural, he was quiet, strong, and confident. Mason walked past Thad's house every day on his way to school, hoping to catch a glimpse of him outside working on the engine of some kind of car or motorcycle. Mason knew Thad would be in the driveway tinkering if he made his way down Ravenwood Road at 7.30 sharp. At first... Mason would just hurry by and steal a quick eyeful of his favorite hunk. But eventually, Thad started waving hello at Mason as he passed, and Mason was happy to return the greeting. Now, in his final year at school, the two young men exchanged a daily pleasantry of what's up or good morning as Mason strolled past the garage. As much as Mason enjoyed seeing Thad in the mornings, He also dreaded walking down Ravenwood Road. The large manor on Ravenwood Road was 
famous for a series of gruesome murders and terrible things that took place in the 70s. It was so infamous that there were YouTube videos of people going in and never coming out. The old house sat on a vast plot of land. It was overgrown with weeds and trees, so it was perpetually dark. It had rusted old gates that used to be locked with a chain, but that chain had since been cut off, and now the creaky old iron gates reluctantly grant access to anyone foolish enough to dare enter. It was an odd shade of murky green, and the shutters were in disrepair. Dark drapes covered the windows that somehow defied breaking. On Halloween night, students would throw rocks at the house, but the glass refused to break. As if that wasn't odd and scary enough, shadows could be seen moving within the structure through the dark drapery banging, rattling, and other weird, blood-curdling sounds had been noted down the street, making the old estate even more terrifying. Mason was a huge fan of horror movies, but, ironically, a big scaredy-cat. His fear of everything, including his own shadow, was so well-known by everyone in town that he had been given the unfortunate nickname of... Scooby-Doo, as a boy. He attempted to confront his fear of ghosts, demons, and ghouls by forcing himself to walk past the famed haunted house on Ravenwood Road. As much as Mason hated the place, and it truly terrified him, he knew that if he could face that fear, a prize awaited him next door. That prize was seeing Thad Thompson. It was now the end of October, and Halloween had finally arrived. Oh, it was Mason's favorite holiday. He anxiously waited for all the horror films that came out that month, and watched them faithfully with all the lights on as he remained safely tucked into his bed. He also relished the ghoulish decorations adorning the homes in the neighborhood, along with the pumpkins, gourds, plastic skeletons, and fake spiderwebs. All of that thrilled him, but Mason's favorite Halloween activity was dressing up to go trick-or-treating. This year, he had worked really hard on his costume. He'd spent extra time in the gym for the last four months, so he was more pumped than usual. His goal was to be perfectly ripped, so he could be the Incredible Hulk when trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. Mason's hair was naturally dark, and with his new shaggy cut, he perfectly matched the character. Now, with his beefy build, tight purple pants, and green makeup, he'd be a hit when out with his friends. Mason was excited that Halloween fell on a Saturday that year, because that meant that Friday would be a big party day. As Mason grabbed his books and headed down Ravenwood Road to return home, the old haunted Karloff estate creeped him out more than usual. Mason made it a point never to look at the house directly or dawdle as he passed by, and only stopped when he reached Thad's house. That's when you can take a break, Mason would remind himself. 
Not a second before you're clear of that property. As Mason rushed past the creepy old house, Thad could be spotted shirtless beside an old motorcycle in the distance. His worn, grease-covered jeans were tight when he leaned forward to adjust the bike's carburetor. Thad wore motorcycle boots and silver jewelry, mostly leather wraps and beads around his wrist and neck. His long hair was pulled back and up in a rubber band. Oh, he was the epitome of the sexy loner biker bad boy and Mason loved it. Mason's heart raced as he daydreamed at the image of holding tight onto Thad's shredded, shirtless body and pressing up against him as he sat behind him on that roadster motorcycle. Because his mind was elsewhere, Mason didn't see the giant stone next to the sidewalk where he was walking. His foot hit the rock hard, causing him to stumble onto the street. With a mighty thud, Mason hit the pavement. Thad immediately rushed over. Dude, are you okay? That was a nasty fall. I could hear you hit the cement. Mason was stunned and embarrassed. I think I'm okay. I didn't see that rock. Yeah, I've been meaning to move it. My bad. I knew that someone would trip over it one day. Uh, Let's make sure that you didn't break anything. Thad helped Mason to a seated position and took his leg in his hand. Carefully, slowly move it. Let's make sure it's not broken. Oh man, this stud's holding me, cradling my leg. I am so turned on right now. Mason was too busy looking into Thad's green eyes to pay attention to his pain. Well, does it hurt? Can you move it? Thad asked emphatically. Mason was too distracted by how sweet and caring Thad was being. He'd forgotten he was hurt. Uh, Yeah, I guess I'm okay. I think it just sounded worse than it was. Thad insisted. Let me grab you some crutches. I have a set from when I broke my leg a few years ago. You're welcome to have them. Hang on while I run inside and grab them. Mason quickly replied. Oh, I'm fine, honestly. It's very nice of you, but unnecessary. Was Mason really fine? Or did he just want to steal a few more minutes cradled in his dream man's arms? His head pressed against Thad's powerful chest. He lay comfortably between his legs and didn't want to move. Thad insisted, Let's see if you can put pressure on it. Just a few more minutes of this... was all that kept racing through Mason's head. But his mouth replied, Okay, let me try to stand and see just how bad it is. Although painful when pressure was applied... Mason didn't want to make a big deal out of it. He was already embarrassed and nervous about being around Thad. The butterflies in his stomach were more distracting than the ankle. I'll drive you home. That's the least I can do. Please, no, I'm okay. I can easily make it. I only live around the block. You've already been too kind. Mason did his best not to show anything wrong with his ankle as he stood and applied pressure to it. Yeah, he knew it was badly sprained, but there was no way he wanted Thad to know just how bruised it was. Thanks again for your help. 
I'm I'm good. Uh, see you later. Mason turned and walked away as quickly as he could without limping. Once home, Mason's mom insisted he apply ice to his ankle and have it looked at by a doctor. Fine, fine, Mason thought. Everyone's making a bigger deal out of this than necessary. It's just a sprain. Mason's parents insisted he not trick-or-treat that next day. As devastated as he was by this request, he knew they were right. Rather than going out in costume to trick-or-treat, he hid away in his bedroom to try on his Hulk costume instead. Besides, seeing the Incredible Hulk limping around would be lame. Mason dropped to the floor and began doing push-ups to get swole. He could feel his arms and chest getting bigger as he strained to get a good pump on. Once satisfied that his abs, arms, and pecs popped, he stood in front of the mirror and posed shirtless with his tight, purple Hulk pants. Mason wasn't vain in the least. However, his new muscular physique pleased him. Ooh, he had ridiculously small, tattered purple pants, and they showcased the impressive equipment that God had gifted him. Even he had to admit, as he posed and grunted in front of the mirror, he looked pretty damn hot, with his biceps thick like softballs, and his torso fanned out like a cobra in relation to his slim waist. Yep, all that time at the gym really paid off. Ah, sorry, Hulk. Maybe next year, he lamented. Still, Mason was proud of his accomplishment as he gleefully grunted, in the mirror with a modest chuckle. A text from his buddy Bob brought him back to reality. The text read, Picking you up in an hour for the party tonight. Be ready. Mason knew now that he needed to rush to make it to the party, since he hadn't even showered yet. Mason's buddies, Bob and John, were on the wild side. As much as Mason enjoyed hanging out with them and talking about their favorite horror films and sports, they were interested in other things. Mainly girls. And getting laid. With girls. It was dark when Bob's car pulled up in front of Mason's house. A text on Mason's phone let him know that they were waiting for him outside. It simply read, Scooby, we're here. You better not puss out when you find out that we're partying at the cemetery tonight. Mason hated being called Scooby. He also hated that everyone thought of him as a chicken. He was bummed that he wasn't wearing his Hulk costume tonight. Damn, I wish I had put on that costume. If everyone could see how big and badass I look like the Hulk, they wouldn't call me Scooby anymore. Mason did hate that the party was at the cemetery tonight. Other than the old Karloff Manor on Ravenwood Road, there was nowhere else he'd rather not be on Halloween Eve. As Rob, John, and Mason pulled down the long, dark, quiet dirt road towards the abandoned cemetery, an eerie mist rolled in. Oh, heck no, Mason thought eager to turn around and go home. Before he could get too worked up about the scary, thick, gray mist, John exclaimed, 
Uh, awesome. They got the fog machines running. How cool is that? It was true. Upon closer inspection, fog machines were strategically hidden behind mausoleums to create a thick, rolling mist through the headstones. A DJ had set up a makeshift booth near the old deserted church, and kegs, cups, and assorted snacks were placed throughout the ancient graveyard. Mason had to ask, because it was just too obvious not to mention. Guys, don't you think this is a little, I don't know, sacrilegious? You know, disrespectful to the dead? John wasted no time in shutting him down. Dude, really, don't be a bummer. This place is, like, ancient. Everything under the ground has rotted and is long gone by now. <laughs> the dead are now dirt. Let it go. Mason didn't feel any better about drinking and partying on people's gravesites. But it was a party, and he was with everyone he knew from school. He was determined to have a good time and not live up to his Scooby-Doo nickname. Plus... If he had to admit it, it was pretty cool what they did here, and it was the perfect place to celebrate Halloween. The night grew later, and midnight approached. A queasy feeling grew stronger and stronger in the pit of Mason's stomach. Um, maybe it's the beer, or maybe I am a chicken, but this is, nah, this is too creepy. I don't want to be here at midnight. I'm going to slip out and head home before 12. Mason quietly headed towards the cemetery entrance without saying anything to anyone, attempting to slip out unseen. Mason thought as he exited, I'll feel better on the other side of those old gates, at home, and in the safety of my own bed. Suddenly, he could hear the laughter and taunting of a group behind him. Scooby's leaving! I told you he wouldn't last until midnight! Bob and John howled with laughter. It looks like you won the bet. I can't believe he actually made it until 11.30. Some girl yelled, loud and clear enough for Mason to hear. What bet? What is she talking about? Mason now needed to know why everyone was so tickled by his departure. Bob fessed up to what was going on. We took a collection to see who'd guess what time you'd try to split. Everyone's money was that you'd be too chicken to stay till midnight. <sighs> a deep baritone voice shouted above the crowd. Scooby-Dooby-Doo! Waves of laughter erupted from the crowd so loudly that they drowned out the thumping dance music from the DJ. As if Mason were the Hulk himself, he could feel the rage building inside of him. Screw you guys. I'm not chicken. And don't call me Scooby-Doo. John stepped up from the group. Dude, if you say you're not a chicken, I believe you. Mason felt better having his buddy by his side. Then John continued. It doesn't matter what I think, though. All these people don't believe you. You need to prove that you're no chicken to them. Mason was done with the group and wanted to go home, but 
He knew that if he left now, things would only get worse for him. Fine, I'll hang out until midnight. I'll prove I'm not afraid of being in a graveyard on Halloween. Oh no, 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 that won't do. A voice from behind called out. Behind a nearby headstone, a girl named Rebecca stepped forward. She barely made eye contact with anyone in the group as she glanced down at her black painted fingernails and casually stated, Spend a night in the old Karloff mansion, and then we'll stop calling you Scooby. All Mason could think of was that it was like a scene out of an old Frankenstein movie, where all the local townsfolk gathered in the cemetery to antagonize the monster. He needed clarity as to what she proposed. So you're saying that if I spend a night in a haunted house, I'll prove to all of you that I'm not afraid? Without flinching, Rebecca stared Mason in the eye and replied loudly, I frickin' dare you. The crowd erupted into clucks and other chicken sounds. Mason's heart raced, and his head felt flush. Before his brain could come up with a reasonable reply to the ridiculous challenge, his mouth answered, Fine! I'll do it! Cheers exploded from the crowd as if Mason had just won the Super Bowl. Pats on the back and congratulations came from seemingly everywhere. Mason instantly felt better. Challenge accepted. He'd won for now. Somehow, when the time comes to spend a night in the Karloff estate, he'd figure out an excuse why he can't do it. But as of tonight, he'd enjoy his victory. Let's do this! Everyone, let's all head to the Karloff house! Mason froze. Tonight? Now? He felt sick to his stomach. He wasn't planning on doing it tonight. On Halloween! The crowd mobilized, and everyone jumped into their cars to head over to Ravenwood Road. What was he doing? It was nearly midnight, and he was now going to enter a haunted house. Oh, this couldn't be happening... This was his biggest fear and his nightmare among nightmares. Mason was sure he'd faint or die. Either was acceptable at this point. End of part one. (gasps) Oh, don't tell me that Mason's going into the old Karloff estate. I can't look, please. Tell me how it ends. Oh, shit, right, that's my job. Yes, part two of this special Steamy Stories is up next. I promise I won't keep you teased for too much longer. So let's keep this fright fest going and climb under the sheets. Oh, with the lights on, of course. And I'll tell you what finally happens with Mason in the haunted house. But I'm warning you, I'm gonna need a cuddle or two afterwards. I'm a bit of a Scooby-Doo myself. Till later, bro.